Hi, I'm Ray with another podcast episode, this time all about dreams. Now they say that we all dream, but not everyone remembers dreams. I remember some. I can't remember all. Sometimes I wake up and I'm in the middle of a dream and I kind of remember it just for a minute or two and then it disappears. It's faded away. It's most peculiar. My dreams are always vivid. In fact, a lot of them are nightmares, absolute nightmares. They say that people dream about falling, about having teeth pulled out. I've never had that sort of dream. All the the sort of common dreams that people are supposed to have, I don't have. My dreams are often where I'm in a building, a very old large building, perhaps an old warehouse or falling apart type office block, all empty, windows smashed, and I can't find my way out. Wherever I go, I can't get out. I had one the other day. It was a scrap metal merchant. Goodness knows why. I've got no connection with scrap metal at all. But I was in this sort of warehouse place. I eventually came out into a yard where there was a chap with a crane and he was sort of smashing up old cars and things like that. But there were a gang of sort of yobs there and they came over to me. What do you want? What are you doing here? And it was quite frightening. And uh, I just said, sorry, I'm lost. And I went back into the sort of the warehouse complex, I suppose. And wherever I went in there, I I couldn't find my way out. Most peculiar. Back in the late 1960s, probably early 70s, uh, I met a girl. Well, actually, I met loads of girls. But this one in particular, she stood out. She stood out from the crowd, as far as dreams were concerned, anyway. We'd been going out together for a couple of weeks, and she said, oh, you're going to win some money. And I said, uh, I doubt it. I don't gamble. I don't do the horses. I don't do the football pools. Do you remember the football pools? My dad used to do those, never won a penny. Everyone did the football pools, didn't they? People used to say, oh, when the pools come in, I'll be all right. No one ever, (laughs) as far as I know anyway, no one ever won the football pools. I suppose some people must have done. But everyone did. Who was it? Was it Horace Batchelor? Um, He had his own a perm or something, or way of doing it. And if you paid him half a crown or five bob or something, he'd tell you how to win the pools. Was it Horace Batchelor? I'm sure all you oldies out there, I can call you oldies, because I am. I'm sure you'll email me and, and put me right there. But anyway, I said to her, her name was Heidi. I said, Heidi, I don't do any gambling. I don't do anything. She said, well, I don't know, but you're going to win some money. After another week or so, I was amazed. I won £100 on the premium bonds. I'd forgotten I had £10 worth of premium bonds. I don't know where I... Someone must have given it to me as a birthday present or something. I I didn't ever buy any. But I had £10 worth of premium bonds. And I won £100. And when I told her, she wasn't at all surprised. She said, well, there you are, I told you. And I said, but how did you know? And she had a dream. She said, "I, I had a dream and you won some money in my dream and she said my dreams often come true and she said oh they have done ever since I was a child not every dream but a lot of my dreams they come true I thought that can't be coincidence because it's it's a bit of a long shot isn't it you're going to win some money Uh, and then within a week or two I actually did I don't know I didn't know what to think at that stage I thought perhaps it's a uh, a lucky guess it seemed a little bit far-fetched for a lucky guess. But anyway, 
I left it at that. I got my £100 and I took her out for a meal. Sometime later, she said to me, you're going to change your car. And I said, well, I've got no plans to change my car at all. Oh, no, I had a dream. You're going to change your car. Won't be a brand new one, but you're going to buy another car. So I just went along with it. I thought, well, you know, we'll see. She was right last time, so I won't argue with her. And would you believe it? Stone the crows. A week or two later, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, I'm going to get a van. I need a van. He was self-employed. He said, I need a van. My car's no good for work. He had an MG Magnet, Farina style. Lovely car. And I rather liked the look of it. I said, well, what do you want for it? And he told me. I said to him, it's rather cheap, isn't it? He said, the thing is, I've borrowed the money from my parents to buy the van. I've already got the van. I've got to pay them back. I just want to sell the car. I've got no room for it. My dad's car's on the drive, blah, blah, blah. So I bought it. And I knew what would happen. I rang up the insurance company, got it insured. And that evening, I went round to pick up Heidi, knocked on the door and she came out. And I opened the car door and she said, oh, you got it then. Not Again, not at all surprised. I said, your dreams are amazing. I said, you must be some kind of medium or you know, psychic witch or something. <laughs> and she laughed. She said, no, 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 not at all. It's just dreams. And I said, well, did you see the car, this new car? And she said, no, 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 I just see you in the dream. I just see you, your old car goes away and another car comes along and you're happy and you get in it. It's another car. You bought another car. And she liked the car, but so did I. Oh, it was lovely. Leather seats, uh, wooden dashboard, uh, walnut, it was, walnut wooden dashboard, absolutely chromed gear stick, carpet, every, oh, it was a beautiful car. Yeah, the um, 1600 twin SU carbs, MG Magnet, Farina style, Connaught Green. How about that? I remember all that about it. I think that's probably the best car I've ever had. I've got a modern car, but they're, oh, they're total rubbish, aren't they? Grey plastic everywhere. No character. No style. I mean, this old MG, it was just sitting in it was a pleasure. Ah, oh, amazing. Oh, I mustn't think of it. I'm going to end up in tears. I should have hung on to it. It'd be worth a fortune now, wouldn't it? One or two other small dreams she had came true. Nothing big like winning £100 or changing my car. But a lot of small things. She said, oh, you're going to bump into a friend you haven't seen since you were at school. And the very next day, I popped over to the sweet shop for some cigarettes, as you did back in the old, good old 60s. And there's this chap. He said, Ray, I said, oh, Ian, I haven't seen you since we were at school. I mean, I left school at, what, 14? And I'm only about, I don't know, 20 now or whatever I was. So it wasn't kind of 100 years ago. But we hadn't seen each other since the school days and we had quite a chat on the pavement outside the sweet shop. So she was right there, lots of little things. And then one day she said to me, we're going to split up. And this was after, what, two or three months we'd been going out. And I said, no, why? She said, it was a dream. And I said, oh, no, I don't want that dream to come true. Come on, Heidi. She said, well, I don't. I don't want that to come true, but we're going to split up after about six months from the day we met. So I said, well, that's kind of three months away. And, you know, that, I don't know, it spoiled it for me because every day I was thinking, it's getting closer, oh, two months and then one month left. And, you know, she was right. It wasn't her. She didn't leave me and I didn't leave her. We just, it was strange. We just drifted apart. 
I started not seeing her so much. I was mucking around with my car or seeing my mates. She was busy with her friends doing things and it fell apart. We stayed friends, but it just fell apart. I remember seeing her sometime afterwards and I said, what if we got back together? What would happen? And she said, I don't think it would work. You know, my dreams say it's not meant to work. Which it was very upsetting, actually. I was quite, um, yeah, I was quite disappointed with all that. But, uh, you know, it, it ended on a good note and we stayed friends for some time. But uh, what an amazing girl. Absolutely amazing. Oh, there's one thing I haven't told you. She said, later in life, you'll have trouble with your neck. Something to do with your throat or your neck. You'll have to have an operation. And she said, that's the dream I've had. And, you know, when I was, oh, what was I, early uh, 40s, late 30s, I went to St Thomas's Hospital in London. We got four parathyroid glands. One of them had become overactive and they took it out. They cut my neck open, took my head back and took out this parathyroid gland. And I was okay after that. And I, I thought of Heidi. Every minute I was in that hospital, I thought of Heidi. And I've tried to contact her since. I don't know where she's gone. I haven't found her. Probably left the town, got abroad, could be in Australia, for all I know. But what an amazing girl. There's something else about Heidi. Um, I'll, I'll tell you about it at the end of the episode because I want to leave you with that kind of food for thought. There's something quite incredible about her. But I, I won't go on about it now. But just wait till the end of the podcast and I'll leave you with that thought. It's amazing. I don't know whether you look at uh, my Facebook page, Ray's Rants. Just look up Facebook, Ray's Rants. On there I mention up and coming episodes, things like that. And I asked people on there to email me and tell me about their dreams. Now the response, thank you to everyone, the response has been quite amazing. Now some of them, for example, David, hello David, some I'm afraid I can't read out. David knows why, and I expect everyone else can guess why, or you've got a, perhaps a pretty good idea. Very good, David. That's an erotic dream. Actually, I think it's worse than that. No, better than that. What am I saying? I'm going to get into trouble. So, David, we'll leave yours for a minute. In fact, I think we'll leave yours for good. Uh, I did answer the email, so we had a good old natter about that. Now, Jacqueline. Hello, Jacqueline. I don't know where you're from. UK somewhere. Jacqueline says that she wakes up in the night and she's been dreaming. She'll wake up and then think about the dream that she's been having and then be able to go back to sleep and carry on where she left off. Now, you might think, well, OK, that's nothing special, but she can change the course of her dream. This is the strange thing. Now, she says going back to the 60s when she was in her teens this was a big thing with her she used to dream about whatever she wanted if she met a chap she liked him she'd think right I'm going to dream about him tonight sometimes naughty she's put in her email sometimes they're going out for a meal or they're they're swimming or they're doing naughty things she could dream whatever she wanted to dream which is incredible and she'd wake up halfway through and she'd think, oh, this is all right. Go back to sleep and carry on where she left off or change it. So that is most peculiar. One thing I can do, Jacqueline, this might interest you. I start dreaming before I actually go to sleep, which apparently is quite unique. I've asked other people. And if, if you do that, let me know, because I, I think I am the only one in the world. 
I lay on the pillow and I'm thinking perhaps about, about, I don't know, let's say a car, my car, I've got to do something to it. And I start then going into a dream while I'm still awake. I mean, my wife might have her bedside light on. She's reading a book and I'm aware of her. I'm aware of the room, but I'm dreaming. Isn't that weird? How strange is that? And I, to an extent, like Jacqueline, I can steer my dreams in certain directions. Not always, because a lot of my dreams are nightmares. Here's one dream that I've had many times. Now, during the night, I have to wake up, you know, because I'm an old man now, I have to wake up and have a wee several times a night. I will dream that I need a wee, and I'm looking around this old building. It's always old buildings with me, and I can't find the toilet. And I'm getting more and more desperate for a wee, and I'm going from sort of room to room in this old falling apart building, trying to find a toilet. I can't just wee anywhere because there are other people around. There are people hanging around these rooms, sitting in corners and hanging around. So I I have to find the toilet and I can't. Luckily, I always wake up just in time to go to the loo. But how weird is that? I expect there are some psychoanalysts out there listening to this thinking, ah, I know what that is. Yeah, bad childhood. What is it? It's always childhood problems come out in later life in dreams. I don't know what it is. My childhood was fantastic, so I don't know what it is. The needing the loo dream is probably that my body is telling my brain, or my brain tells me that I need the loo. That's why I start dreaming about it. I don't know. But that's interesting. Thanks, Jacqueline, for that. Now, another email here. Let's say, where is it? Let me find it. Here we are. This is from Terry from the UK again. Terry says, back in the good old days, he's talking about the 50s. I don't know how old you are, Terry, from your email, older than me. Well, that is old. He says, everywhere was woods. We've done all this, haven't we? Woods and trees and ponds and lakes and countryside. It was indeed, Terry. I remember it. It's so sad the way it's all gone. He says, back then, his dreams as a child were all about the woods, the lakes, the ponds, the countryside. Thinking about it, Terry, so were mine when I was a kid because we were always over the woods. And my dreams, actually you're right, my dreams were all centred on doing things in the woods, climbing trees and building camps and whatever. He says, I wonder now, now that uh, mankind has destroyed the planet. Hang on, where are we going with this? I haven't read all of this yet, Terry. Where are we going? We're not going into tree hugging, are we? No, 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 we're not. No, no, I'm reading on. Do kids now dream about concrete and tower blocks and tarmac? (laughs) I know, and houses and front gardens all paved over with cars parked on them. Good question, Terry, good question, because all the woods have gone. This is one of my favourite rants, as my regulars will know, how we've destroyed everything. All the woods, Terry's saying, all the woods that were near my house. I wish I knew where you were, Terry, you don't say. All the woods near his house, he's saying here, have gone. It's all housing estates, office blocks, and an industrial estate, he's put here. The industrial estate is built on where there's wonderful woodland and a couple of ponds. Same here, Terry, same here where I live. It's all gone. We've got office blocks and... uh, a housing estate and goodness knows what. Everywhere's concrete these days. But that's a good question though, isn't it? I wonder whether kids these days, children, I mustn't keep calling them kids, 
I get told off. My wife tells me off. They're children. I wonder if they dream about inner city things, uh, town things. McDonald's. They're standing outside McDonald's waiting for it to open so they can buy a burger. I don't know. Whereas we used to be dreaming about getting sticklebacks and tadpoles and newts from the pond. What a difference, isn't there? When you think back to the 50s and look at the town, the countryside, the surrounding area, look at it then and look at it now. What a difference. And also what a huge, in my mind anyway, disappointment. Sometimes, that's just reminded me, on Twitter, you'll get a, a before or then and now photo. I've seen quite a few uh, London then and London now. There's perhaps, I don't know, Westminster Bridge, a photograph from the 50s and then a photograph from today. And I mean, the difference there is a mate well, the amount of people and cars for a start is a huge difference. But some of these before or not, no, they're not before and after. Well, they are. <laughs> they're as they were before we wrecked it and then after we've wrecked it. And I'm also um, a member of, well, not a member, I've joined one of these groups on Facebook where they've got photos of your old town. And I look on there at the woods, I think, oh, look, that's where I used to play. And then a photo of as it is today, and it's a housing estate. Dreadful. I know there's housing shortage, I know that. But you know, we can't just keep ploughing down the trees and destroying the woodland just to build more dreadful houses. They're not houses anyway anymore, are they? They're, they're boxes. They may as well be plastic. Do you know, that'll be next. Plastic, they'll be like Lego. Lego bricks. They'll last a lot longer. Well, huh, will they? I don't know. But they will, won't they? They'll be built of Lego bricks and they'll have plastic roofs. Incredible the way it's all going. Was it last week or the week before I said, I'd like to come back in a million years' time and have a look at the planet? I bet, hopefully, I was going to say, I bet there won't be any people here. Hopefully there won't be any people here. It'll just be all given back to the animals and the trees, the woodlands, the forests, the mountains. Excellent. Anyway, we're drifting off again, aren't we? You've made me drift off. I've got a note here. It says pub talk. What does that mean, pub talk? I've no idea. This is my podcast episode notebook and I scribble things on here so I don't forget them. The trouble is, I forget what it means, pub talk. I've just remembered, before we go back to dreams, in the 1950s they built houses. <laughs> Obviously they were saying they build houses now, they built houses in the 40s. Yeah, it's a daft thing to say. What I mean is, they built houses like they do now without thinking about the future. So they build uh, a bit of land. A builder will say, look at that land. I'll have that land. I can get a few hundred houses on that and make a few million pounds out of it, which is great. We need housing. We needed housing back then because people tend to breed. Have you noticed that? They'll have babies. Those babies grow up and they need a house and they have babies and those babies grow up and they need a house. So we're continually kind of multiplying all the time and we need more and more houses all the time. But no one thinks about the future. They build on floodplains and, you know, daft places, farmland. Well, do they? I mean, they say they don't, but I think they do. Of course, now, with, uh, with Brexit and we're leaving, or we've left the EU, farmers and people are saying, oh, we need to grow more of our own food so we don't have to import it. Well, the trouble is half the... <laughs> half, it's not funny... Half the decent land 
has got houses on it. You can't really grow carrots there now. There's houses there. But no, actually, there is a lot of farmland. There's still a lot around, but it's got to be obviously organised properly, managed properly. Did I tell you? I didn't, did I? I forgot to tell you. I'm retiring. You know, I restore and repair vintage radios, you know, the old valve radios from the 1940s. Well, I've only got another six weeks. End of February, I retire. I turn off the power to the workbench and I'm going to do other things. I've still got my amateur radio hobby, so I shall carry on with that. And I'll keep the workbench, obviously, for my own bits and pieces that I do. But I'll be able to do other things. I'll be able to go for country walks. Now, how about that? In the woods and the forest, we have got woods around here. They haven't built on everything yet. They've probably got their eye on the local woods, these builders. But there are some woods left. And I want to enjoy some country walks and walks through the forest and the woods. Look at the wildlife, the ponds, the flowers. Oh, lovely. Before they build on them. Because you know what happens you know, in the blink of an eye. What's that? Where's the woods gone? There's a house. Uh, hang on. There's a housing estate. That wasn't there yesterday. <laughs> Whole housing estates popped up. And there's kids everywhere and cars and toys and stuff all over the place and dustmen's carts going up and down and fumes everywhere. There we are, pollution. Anyway, let's get back to dream. I used to dream as a kid about having a house. Not as a kid, as a teenager, I suppose. I used to have dreams about one day I'll be married and I'll have kids and a mortgage and lots of bills. Actually, they weren't dreams, they were nightmares. Just done a quick count-up of the emails I cannot read out because they are <laughs> dreams of a certain nature. Do you know, I have three from gentlemen and I have eight from ladies. How about that? The naughty dreams, there are, there's eight to three ladies to men. <laughs> so you ladies, I don't know what you do. Goodness me, what are you like? Let me see if I can find... I Actually, I have got the clean ones here. The, uh, the others, I've moved well over to one side because I don't want to accidentally start reading out things. You'd like that though, wouldn't you? I bet you're all saying, oh, go on, go on, read out the naughty ones. You're probably wondering why there are only eight from ladies and three from men. These are the, <laughs> these are the absolutely really, really bad ones. A lot of them are bad. A lot of dreams that men and women have seem to be pretty erotic. But these... Um, these few that I've singled out are ultra bad. Good, I was shocked. I, I, I mean, you know, I've led a sheltered life. I was absolutely shocked. Where's that one? I here we are, Nikki. Hello, Nikki, from the UK. I know your hometown because you put it here. I'm not going to mention that. Right, Nikki. Uh, moving on. I haven't. Now <laughs> um, just put that aside. I mustn't read the wrong one. Okay, here we are, Paul. Hello, Paul. Paul says. He used to dream that he was out to sea in a boat, in a ship. He was always out to sea. This is when he was a child. And he never he was never interested in the beach. He lived in the countryside. But he was always having these dreams of uh, being out at sea somewhere. When he was 16, he said it was just amazing how it happened. He was wondering what to do when he left school. This is back in the 50s, 60s. Wondering what to do when he left school. He joined the Navy. He said it all fell into place. A friend of his from school was signing up, joining the Navy, told Paul all about it. Paul went along to find out more, and before he knew it, he'd signed up. That was it. He joined the Navy. So his dreams of the sea, all his childhood, well, up to 16, 
actually, I suppose, came true. Now, you could say, oh, well, he probably had the sea in his mind and the navy in his mind because of the dreams. Uh, the dreams weren't sort of predicting the future. I don't know. But it's fascinating all the same. Sometimes my dreams are so bad, so nightmarish, I wake up feeling not depressed, but feeling really down. And I, you know, I look around the room. I was OK, it was only a dream. But in the dream, I got really down. You know, I wonder if you know what I mean. Um, and then I can remain like that for possibly into the next day. I can feel really down because of the dream. I've forgotten the dream by now, or, or I never could remember it. But something was so bad in the dream, it put me in a, not a depressed mood, but in a low sort of mood. And that mood carries on during the day. I looked up on the internet recently, actually, how to stop dreaming. Is there a way? They say, well, you know, don't eat late at night. Don't do this. Don't do that. I, I don't, none of that works. None of it works. I've got some, I don't like taking drugs to make me go to sleep. But I've got some herbal tablets. Actually, they smell like, well, I won't tell you what they smell like, but they stink. They absolutely stink. And they taste foul. They really are filth. But they sort of help me sleep, I suppose. Um, but they don't stop me dreaming. And it's the dreams that wake me up, well, as well as needing the loo. There's very little known about dreams. I've been looking up on the internet, as I said, not only about dreams, but about sleep. And they say that scientists don't understand it you know even today with all the equipment they can attach to people's bodies they can see the changes when someone goes to sleep but they don't know what it's all about it's quite interesting isn't it sleep what is it i was watching david attenborough the other day as i always do you know that don't you i'm always watching david attenborough and there was a frog now he lives up north somewhere where there's ice arctic or something and he froze in the winter. He froze. When animals hibernate, their hearts still go, don't they? And they still kind of breathe or whatever. Do you know frogs breathe through their skin? I didn't know that. Anyway, this frog was frozen solid. His blood froze and his heart stopped. And it was, a, it was like a miracle. Was it uh, cryogenics or something they were saying? This frog, once he started to thaw out after months of being a solid block of ice, his heart started his blood thawed, his heart started, he started to breathe and hopped around. Now, how amazing is that? Now, I know we don't understand sleep, but how, how on earth do animals or frogs do that? Imagine that, that would be quite handy, actually, wouldn't it? Think, hang on, November, December, it's getting a bit chilly. I'm going to sleep, wake me up in May <laughs> when the sun's out. That would be, you wouldn't need heating in the house because you could just freeze. Miss the whole winter. No, I wouldn't want to do that. Don't want to miss the seasons. Mind you, it's beginning to drag on a bit now. We've got floods now up in uh, the middle of England, up northern England, wherever. Is it Yorkshire? I can't remember where. There's floods. Poor people up there, they've got floods. Dreadful. At least down here on the south coast, yeah, we get rain, but we don't get flooded. But how about that? Imagine that frog, frozen solid, and his heart stops. Everything must stop. The breathing stops. And then when it warms up, he wakes up. Incredible. There have been all sorts of films made about dreams, haven't there? What was it? I, I don't watch films, really. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Wasn't that about a bunch of teenagers, children, uh, not children, teenagers, uh, having, they dreamed that they'd been murdered or something. 
and they were in real life. I suppose dreams, you know, the, the subject is a, a great thing for fiction writers, isn't it? Because you can, I suppose you can kind of do what you like. It's fiction, it's dreams, so <laughs> it's all believable. I don't know. I don't watch uh, film. I don't like films like that. There was one on TV the other day, something about this woman was in a dream and her, was it her kids were being killed? She wanted to wake up to get out of this dream. She wanted to wake up and she couldn't wake up. Uh, so, of course, the dream went on. And my wife was watching. I was sort of half looking at the telly <laughs> uh, while doing something on the iPad, answering emails, I think. So, yeah, a load of, you know, it's good stuff, isn't it, for fiction, dreams. Now, Jerry here, uh, where are you, Jerry, UK? He says that uh, he reckons dreams are predictions of the future. I always thought that they were just your, your brain kind of going mad. <laughs> well, not mad, but, uh, you know, doing going weird at night, doing weird things at night. Uh, I've read about um, recently on the internet because of this, podcast I've been having a look and they reckon that it's your brain sorting out stuff like putting things into folders yeah a bit like you'd sort out stuff on your computer right I'll put all those photos into that folder there so I know where they are and your brain is doing this at night right that's that experience there we'll file that there <laughs> I don't know I don't know what that's got to do with me wandering around a, a building full of weird people and I'm looking for a toilet I, I can't see that that's my brain putting things in order while I sleep. Drugs can make your brain do weird things, hallucinations. I don't mean just illegal drugs, but prescription drugs can, you know, they have weird effects on you. You can hallucinate and feel dizzy, all sorts of weird things, see things that aren't there. You know, hallucinations I've never experienced. Must be awful when you're saying to people, look at that over there in the corner of the room. And they're saying, what, there's nothing there? Yeah, there is, look. It must be dreadful, you can see it. 100% clear is there, and yet it's not. Uh, that must be dreadful. I wonder whether your brain's doing something like that at night. I don't know. Let's get away from brains doing things at night, shall we? What was fantastic in the old days was, you know, as a teenager or younger, going to bed, not dreaming, but with a little transistor radio. Oh, when transistor radios came out, late 50s, well, it was the 60s really, wasn't it? When they started to be really popular, come on the market in a big way. So many teenagers had a transistor radio and you'd be listening to Luxembourg at night, 208, Radio Luxembourg, and you're under the blankets in your bed because that's when the bed had proper blankets and sheets. None of these quilt things that fall off in, aren't they dreadful? They walk. They do, they walk. They'll go plonk, plonk, plonk while you're asleep. Don't, 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 don't. And they go on the floor. What's the point of that? They really want sort of, I don't know, Velcro straps or something to hold them in place. And if you pull it up, you know, you pull it up uh, to your neck to kind of snuggle down, then your feet are sticking out. Well, mine are. I'm six foot two. My feet stick out in the cold. I don't know. Proper sheets and a proper blanket and an eider down with eider duck feathers. Oh, those were the days. So the transistor radio, you're under the, the sheets, the blankets and the eider down, listening to Luxembourg or tuning around to see what else you could find. Foreign stations or medium wave foreign stations. Have a tune around on your transistor radio, on your tranny radio. Great days. Didn't worry about dreams then. 
What I did not like was, do you remember Ovaltine? The Ovaltine club. I was never in. Uh, was it a club? The Ovaltines. There was a song, wasn't there, on the radio? Well, it's called the Wireless then, back in the fifties. I didn't like Ovaltine, or Coco, or what's that other uh, stuff? Horlicks. Oh, I don't like hot milk. I think that's the trouble. When I was well less than five, I went to kindergarten. And they had these one-third of a pint bottles of milk. And in the winter, they put these crates of milk up on these high shelves just beneath the wall heaters. They were like bar-type wall heaters. So come milk time, the milk's warm. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. That's what put me off hot milk. And, and my grandmother used to make herself coffee, instant coffee, you know, Nescafe stuff out of a tin, and she'd boil this milk and pour it into... And the skin on the milk would go in... Oh, I just, it just put me off all sort of things like Horlicks and Ovaltine and all these other hot milk... What was that they used to say? Have a hot milky drink, dear. I don't want a hot milky drink. Oh, go on, it's bedtime. Have a hot milky drink. No, go away. Before I go any further, I want to clear up a couple of things. Well, one thing, actually, Mrs Fortescue... Several people have said, who is Mrs Fortescue? What's all this reference to Mrs Fortescue? What it is, if you go back to my earlier podcast, uh, what was it, Tales of a Parish Councillor, have a listen to that one, and Village Life Behind the Facade. Okay, have a look at those two. Tales of a Parish Councillor. That's when I was actually on a parish, the parish council in a village. It was quite good fun, actually, quite revealing. And village life behind the facade. Now, this leads me on nicely to Wendy. Hello, Wendy. Wendy says <laughs> they've got a Mrs. Fortescue in her, her road. And she reckons every road, every street in the country has a Mrs. Fortescue. Well, I don't know about that, Wendy. I don't know that there's one in our street. <laughs> there's this woman, she goes on to say. In her early 30s, well, I think that was the same as Mrs Fortescue. Early 30s, she's not mentioned her name or where the road or even the town is, which is good, Wendy, because I couldn't read that. Everyone would be piling round there, wouldn't they? All the young men would be saying, what's that address again? (laughs) Not me, of course. I'm an upright pillar of the community, don't you know? So this woman, (laughs) in her early 30s, apparently, as Wendy puts it here, she's a bit of a raver. A raver? She's married. Uh, Oh dear. But these men visit the house during the day when her husband's at work. And of course, as Wendy's saying here, you can imagine the gossip. Well, yes, because all the neighbours look, they're looking through their neck curtains, aren't they? All the curtain twitches. Oh, look, look, there's another man. I haven't seen that one before going into her house. Now, (laughs) I don't know really if I can't read a lot more of this, Wendy, but... um, she reckons every street... Have you got a Mrs Fortescue in your street? I don't know. I, Wendy, I don't know why I read this one out, actually. Uh, I don't know why I did that. But let's... That's it. Let's throw away these uh, these naughty ones. But what I will do, I have promised a lot of people... Well, not promised. I've said that I will do another Mrs Fortescue episode. And I will just call it Mrs Fortescue. All right, I'll do that at some stage because people keep coming back and back. Every week I'm getting emails about Mrs Fortescue. Right, OK, 
Let's move on. Stay tuned. We're only about 36 minutes into the episode. Uh, I know a few of you want it to be an hour long each week, but um, when I retire in a few weeks' time, I'll have a lot more time, so I will make the episodes longer. But I don't want to make them longer just for the sake of it. You know, I do want to... uh, (laughs) I want my talking... What's the word? uh, Talking rubbish. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't want to just talk rubbish for the sake of it. Now, let's go back to Heidi. I've been waiting to tell you this. Let's go back to Heidi. Do you remember the girl that had the dreams that came true? We'd been apart about a month and she phoned me. I was very pleased to hear from her and we chatted. How are you? Yes, fine. She said, it was lovely to see you last night. And I thought for a second. I said, uh, I, I didn't see you last night. I, I didn't go anywhere. I stayed in last night. What do you mean? She said, in, in my dream. I saw you in my dream. And I, for a minute, I, I was quite pleased. I said, are we getting back together? And she said, no, 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 we're not. No, that's so, OK, that was that. Bit of a shame, bit of a disappointment. But she said, it was lovely to see you in my dream. Uh, we walked hand in hand by the lake. Now, I just, I was stunned. I didn't say anything. I was silent. And she said, you still there, Ray? You still there? I said, yeah, yes, yeah, I'm still here, yeah. She said, are you okay? You know, what's the matter? I said, I had a dream last night. We walked hand in hand by a lake. And she said, what happened in the dream? Did you mention a tree? And I said, yes, I did. There was a huge tree with big purple flowers on it. And she said, that's it. That's exactly what you said. She said, we met in the dream. We actually met. There was no way she could have made that up because we both had the same dream. I hadn't told anyone about my dream, so she hadn't heard it from anyone else. She hadn't told anyone about her dream. It was, it seemed, it was an actual meeting in the the dream that we both had, which was incredible. And to make sure that we weren't both mistaken or going mad, we questioned each other a bit further. I said to her, what was there about the lake that you remember? And she said, well, that's the funny thing. She said, there was like a crocodile thing (laughs) near the edge of the water. She said, it was a crocodile just looking at us. I said, yeah, that's exactly what I saw, a crocodile. The reason she said crocodile thing is it also looked a bit like the Loch Ness Monster. And uh, because we talked about that afterwards, apparently in the dream, I joked that it was the Loch Ness Monster. We had actually met in the dream. I, I can't see any other explanation to this. Uh, she mentioned a bird in the air, this huge bird. We didn't know what it was. And in the dream, we were watching this bird land on this huge tree, a strange bird. We didn't know what type of bird it was. So how about that? What can anyone say about that? Well, other than I'm lying, <laughs> which I'm not. And, you know, whenever I have a dream, I don't dream of Heidi all the time. But every now and then I will dream of Heidi and I just wonder whether she's having the same dream. It's, uh, when was it, last year sometime? Quite a while ago. I don't dream all the time about Heidi. Last year we were swimming together and that was in a river. Now that's odd because I can't swim. Uh, So I don't know why I'm dreaming that I'm swimming in a river with Heidi. But I did wonder, did she have that same dream, swimming in a river with me? I don't know. I'll never know. Food for thought.
Now, as always, I need podcast ideas, so email me, raiserants at protonmail.com, raiserants, or one word, at protonmail.com, email me. Um, we can do the dreams one again, if anyone else wants to tell me about their weird dreams or nightmares. Anything, anything to do with the 50s or the 60s or the old days, or if you're young and you weren't around then, if you've got any questions, love to hear from you, just email me. I do answer all emails. So where are we now? Just over 40 minutes. I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee and uh, plod on with my day. What am I doing today? I'm restoring an old 1940s valve radio. How about that? So I'm going to get on with that and I shall see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now.